welcome to Chasing Life, episode 18 for August 14th, 2023. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Back on the farm. Back on the farm. We took a week off. From the farm, from the podcast? From everything. So... Except getting up at 5.30 to 6 o'clock. Except parenting. Um, Vacation with two young boys is not vacation at all and you'd think like everybody in the gym was asking how our time away was and we had we had a wonderful time we had a really nice time away we had a beautiful cottage on stokes bay we did lots of adventuring we did lots of swimming and paddleboarding and canoeing and fishing fishing tons of fishing and more paddleboarding and more swimming and cave exploring and I don't know how we didn't wear those boys out. I think we only like upped the the capacity. <laughs> we for, trained them. We trained them. <laughs> and and it was it was made a little bit worse that we were not at home. So when they woke up at night, it wasn't just like a stippy step to our room. It was run through the house. Well, and screaming because they were disoriented and yeah. felt lost and didn't know where we were and you know, you're trying to keep them quiet because you know our, our sleeping arrangement was all of the bedrooms down one hallway yeah. so it wasn't like there were separate floors to kind of separate the noise the boys were just up at 5 a.m in this like cathedral ceiling echo hallway echoey hallway <laughs> it was a time we had fun i'm glad to be home uh, I need a vacation. <laughs> I need a break. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, didn't go out for dinner at all. I didn't go for meals at all. No, a couple you, of little like. You booked a massage for me, which yes. was really sweet, and that was quite nice because I took the opportunity to kind of go into town and pick up a few things and do a bit of exploring on my own. So that was really nice. I was gone for a couple of hours, but I tried to make an appointment for you for a massage at the same place, but she was all booked up. And I only booked that like a week and a bit before. Yeah. It wasn't like I booked that weeks in advance. She was all booked up. Hot stone massage at the yeah, it was pretty spa good. on six. It was, um, she kind of prefaced the appointment with saying like, this is a relaxation massage. And I said, perfect. Are my kids here? No. Good. We're good. Ma'am, you could do just about anything to me. And in the past when I've had um, a relaxation massage by an esthetician, like someone who does facials and and nails and whatever, it's just kind of like they're pawing at you for a little while. But she was good. Like, she was strong. She didn't, like, pet me. The stones were really nice. That was a nice addition. Like, I've had a hot stone massage before, but hers was probably the best. It was nice. It was good. Thank you for booking that for me. I'm glad to. So before we left, we were in a rush to kind of get things set up. We picked up some straw. Mm -hmm. I worked on running water into the chicken coops. Oh, I was wondering where you were going with saying that you were in a rush. So I hooked up water to a bunch of different places so we can get autofill stuff so it's not so laborious for people to... uh, For our farm helpers. Yeah, for our farm helpers. So the one at Ruby's... So I ran a line out to the trough where Ruby normally it's just a bit of a temporary line, but it's a line nonetheless, um, to get water uh, and a little, just a little float valve on the And that the worked well? That works well. Um, she doesn't tend to muck it around or anything, but I also ran a line down the interior of our three-unit chicken coop de ville 
um, with a little spigot in each so that I can turn each, each on and off individually so that if we're not using a, a unit at whatever point, we can turn them off. And got that all set up and going. Looks great. Everything's all dialed in. Got up the next morning and there was two inches of water through one of the chicken coops. Was that in the wor- morning? Yeah, that was the one morning. Like the morning that we left? No, it was because I did that on Wednesday or Thursday. So it was a little bit before we left. Yeah. So it's like, oh, shit. So I got it all cleaned out. Chickens can't swim. No. Luckily, I mean, Livy just asked me to <laughs> when I was in the house getting your beverage. Um, somebody's enjoying a chocolate ruby milk, as we've <laughs> taken to calling it. Sherry made chocolate syrup. and I think we mentioned that before in the podcast. I don't know. I should repost the recipe because I keep it getting asked for it. So we... Uh, I'm having chocolate milk. I'm a seven-year-old. <laughs> so we... Um, she, I had said something to Olivia about it while I was in the house for a minute. And she's like, like, can they drown? I'm like, well, no. The water can only get so high before mm-hmm. it just comes out. Like it, like the door, the openings for the doors and stuff won't hold it in. So, um, yeah, they weren't like the thre- away. The thresholds were keeping the water in. Yeah. So I, uh, I drilled a couple of drain holes. I cut the threshold so that it would let the water out at a lower point and actually You're skipping it. ahead a little bit. So you fixed it before we went away. And then while no, we were... Well, that, that was part of fixing it before we went away. Like oh. cut the thresholds. Like oh, I didn't got know all the water out. Oh, okay. Got everything all looking good again. Da, 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 da. And I figured the ones that we were using... T- I had two different models. I had one that actually hung from a magnet that was a little giant brand. Um, and very quick... That was the one that was gone... Like that that malfunctioned Failed first. first. Um, and that was a... Because um, they basically the chickens, they're not gentle when they're clucking around and everything so they knocked it off the magnet so it was hanging down and the valve wasn't wouldn't because because the the what the bowl wouldn't fill up reservoir the the, the reservoir wouldn't fill up so the the uh um the float valve never shut off so it's just like not a giant leak but over enough hours there was a lot of water um basically since then so i've got it all fixed up and i just i put them on the ground they're high bowl, so I was like, well, it should be okay. They're probably going to get a little bit of stuff in it, but we can clean them out and whatever. It's, gonna, it's still going to be easier than hauling water, you know, uh, five, two five-gallon buckets of water every time. So, uh, lo and behold, the other one malfunctioned mm-hmm. because the they actually, the chickens disconnected the water line. So it was, that time it was real bad because it yeah. was a full garden hose it just spraying out. twice before we left. And even. then while we were gone, the in unit three developed a drip. So it wasn't a, a, like it wasn't catastrophic. There wasn't puddles of water, but it was the whole thing was damp, like mm-hmm. all of the wood chips. They weren't floating, but they were completely soaked from wall to wall, which so. isn't good for the chickens' feet. So I'm like, so I messed around with it all after we got back. Clean unit three out. Da da da. da messed around with everything. Come home. Uh, come home. Went to my parents' house for a barbecue because we had some relatives in 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 town. Um, and uh, came home and the it struck again hmm. unit two a uh, unit two was flooded which ended up spilling over into both one and three so everything was wet such a shit show so i didn't have wood chips or anything so i got it all drained out and just left it for the night had a busy first day back to work so i wasn't able to get it get to it till about an hour ago mm-hmm. but everything is looking clean yeah and 
and there's still a couple little damp areas but, but we've abandoned the automatic watering yeah. system yeah so i think my what i'm going to do now is i'm going to take the hoses that are in there and cut the ends off to length so they're the perfect length to get into the old the old um we have the one the the, the winter ones that we were using were the ones with the nipple on it because they they're close top and they have a heated bottom to keep it warm um, so we'll just use those ones and I'll just have a hose cut to length. And basically when you go in, you don't have to haul water. You just got to turn it on, make sure that things filled mm. up. So yeah. we'll do, we'll do it that way, which That's is better. still a lot easier yeah. than having to haul water. Um, it's not as easy as automatic water, but will for those, now. Will you have to shut that line off in the wintertime? Yeah, hundred percent. That yeah. whole thing is all above ground, like poly pipe. It won't, it won't. Now we'll probably get into, it'll be probably a three month period where we can't use that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the weather here isn't quite as bad as it ever been. I mean, we still get the odd nasty winter, but for the most part, I think that that'll Cold probably Cold enough be... to freeze the water for yeah. sure. Well, and, but now it's black poly pipe and it's in a, effectively almost a greenhouse. So the interior stuff and everything, like it should, my guess is like, even when it gets below freezing at night, as long as it's not like five below through the day, we'll still be able to use that. But the line still runs outside. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that'll be the part that freezes. Yeah. The line, so in the, the line inside the coop runs down on the interior of the coop, just along the ceiling line. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, yeah, the outside, once it gets to the end of the coop, it, it's outside for about 15 feet or so. But yeah. Again, it's black poly. So in the sun, it'll, you know, it should thaw out and we should be able to use it in the winter. Yeah. Well, not in the winter, but into late into the fall and then again, early spring. So we'll be back to hauling water, but that's no... That'll be not so bad in the winter, and our flock size is a lot down, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep less chickens. And I mean, we've said this before; like, there's a lot of opportunities for shit to go awry. Yeah, and this was property. a big one. This, but three or four times, right? It. I mean, I'm not minimizing it because it was yeah. really inconvenient, and you had to spend a lot of time cleaning out the coops several times. So it was a lot of wasted time and energy and shavings and water and you know i'm thankful that we have good water that water is no you know uh, a precious resource well, water is a precious resource but it's not a limited resource for us we have a, re- a really good well so thankfully we don't have no. to worry about that and knock, knock on, on wood. wood um but for everything else that could have gone wrong while we were away yeah that's not so bad yeah it was we had really trustworthy people taking care of things while we were away. Yeah. Um, taking We had someone taking care of the chickens, another person taking care of the cattle, milking every day and you know, putting them out during the day. And then Bring our them oldest here. daughter, Hannah, brought them in at nighttime. Save for one night that I miscommunicated. Yeah. That was 100% my fault because Hannah came home from the cottage on Monday night because she had like the long weekend holiday Monday. She came home in the evening and I had told our helper, Jessica, that Hannah was going to be home, that she didn't have to bring the cows in on Monday night. Hannah was not home early enough and didn't know that she was supposed yeah, to. That was 100% my fault. So I miscommunicated. So um, when Jessica came to milk on Tuesday morning, Ruby and Lionel were out on the pasture and she sent me a text. She's like, um, <laughs> Ruby's outside. Like, oh, I knew exactly what happened. So, um, wasn't a problem. I mean, no, it was okay being outside. Yeah, it wasn't a problem. And little Lionel, probably little Lionel, big Lionel. He's gotten so big. Um, he didn't give a shit. Yeah, he got his mama all night long. He's so happy. So Jessica just kind of did a check over and made sure everybody was looking good and 
left them for the day and, and didn't milk. And yeah, so, but Lionel's looking a little bit, um, you know, what was the last episode called? Fuzzy, fuzzy, fuzzy nutbag, nut fuzzy little nutbag. Now it's like a shriveled leathery nutbag that is festering. Yeah. So. <laughs> a festering leathery nutless bag. We don't know what it's supposed to look like. No. So we're like examining him. Yeah. I had thought that maybe it would have fallen off by now because it's been yeah. a few weeks. Um, but it's still <coughs> hanging in there. <laughs> so you the, turned my mic down. That was my mic. I did turn your mic down. Yeah. And then coughed. And then coughed. Into the mic. No. I'm green. You're red. No, I think, no, you're actually this one. Mm. It's opposite on the mic, on the, yeah. Well, that doesn't make sense. There's a reason for it, and I it's something to do with the way that the audio is processed, hmm. and I want to hear the primary channel. Whatever. I can't remember exactly why, but. Whatever. We don't need to have a tech conversation. Nope. We were talking about Lionel's balls, <laughs> or lack thereof, hopefully, because when we were kind of fiddling around a little bit last night, I he's a little bit, mm, I don't know if swollen is the right word. But like on his abdomen above where his scrotum is, you could, you could talk yourself into thinking that we left his testicles behind and they're, they're in his body. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty confident that they were in that band. I know me too, but I mean, yeah, the other thing, like the other supporting evidence is like, we didn't spend much time like feeling around his abdomen when we were doing it. Right. So Lord knows what it's supposed to feel like. But then I also wonder if there's a little bit of swelling there because it, his... You have to imagine that's going to lead to some swelling. Balls are infected or his scrotum is infected. I don't think it's infected so much as it, there's just going to be swelling when it's trying to heal that whole thing. Yeah. So we've been spraying it with blue coat. Well, I had been spraying it every day with blue coat, but that wasn't something that I told Jess to stay on top of. Yeah. So that probably didn't happen while she was milking. So we'll just have to get back on it hopefully we can bring it back around i think it's maybe um the other cool thing that happened so i had th noticed what i thought was heat in ruby on july 28th so when i consulted our mentor mike about insemination he did his calculations his expert calculations and says well it sounds like She'll be in heat again on August 9th. Perfect. Perfect. We're going to be away on vacation. And so I had just put the bug in Jessica's ear and said, you know, just a heads up. Ruby's looking, it's looking like Ruby's going to go into heat on August 9th. So just kind of keep your eyes out. Let me know what you see. So sure enough, Wednesday, August 9th, I get a text message that says, Ruby's definitely in heat. I said, oh, cool. Like, what did you see? And I think we had resigned to skipping this one, but just noticing the signs, noticing, you know, her, her behaviors of her heat. And then the, the guy who, um, Mike had referred us to, to actually do the insemination. I was in touch with him and he said, I said, well, that looks like it would be August 30th. You know, if we're going to skip this next one and try hit the one at the end of the month, August 30th. So good. I marked the calendar, gave him the heads up that that's when we would want to inseminate. And he's like, it's a full moon. I'm like, oh, well, I said, I'm glad that that registers for you because it did for me too. When I marked it on the calendar, I was like, you know, females 
cycles and the moon tend to coordinate. So it was just kind of interesting that her next heat would fall right on a full moon. I mean, there's lots of people that they do, they try to do most of their insemination on full moons. They also try to plant plants on just on the full moons, on mm-hmm. like on the lunar cycle and it's all sorts of wisdom. Interesting. So that was kind of the, the plan that we were going forward with. So Jessica said Ruby's in heat and I said, okay, well I'll give Brad the heads up and, and let him know. And he, Brad, the the guy who's going to do the insemination, actually offered to come over and do it while we were away. And I kind of, I wanted to be here for the process just because I wanted to witness it and, you know, not be here for Hold Ruby. Her <laughs> <laughs> like, well, n- n- yes and no. Like, I mean, just be a part of the process and, you know, like everything else, like every other lesson we've learned, just be present and, and witness it. But if if we don't catch this heat cycle, then we have another opportunity. If we just let this one go by and then we wait until the end of August and we miss that one, then we're not looking at calving until, you know, July, which is not ideal for Ruby and the calf. It's getting a little bit too hot and fly season and, you know, doesn't give the cow the calf enough time to bolster its immune system before, you know, the heat and the, the flies. So we just kind of said, okay, like, yeah, let's, let's do it. So I tried to connect Brad and Jessica so that Jessica could be here to meet with Brad or Brad could just come in and do yeah. the job. And this is a different Brad than the farmer Brad that we bought yeah. the cow from. It just happens to be that the inseminator's name is also Brad. <clears throat> so, he, um, yeah, Jessica then said to me, if you're waiting until the next day, so the Brad was going to come Thursday morning. Jessica kind of thought yeah. that that would have been too late. So she said, um, I can do it tonight when I go back to bring the cows in. And that's what we did. So hopefully, hopefully with any luck, Ruby is with calf and we used um, Angus sperm again. So we'll have a half beef calf. Same as Lionel, hopefully. Uh, and yeah, we'll have another beef to put in the freezer in four years (laughs) so then the question was how do we know yeah (laughs) so to amazon (laughs) we bought did you see the packages of those tests they are the jankiest looking yeah so it's basically a dollar store pregnancy test for cows um and i pack a 30 and and they're in some asian language like i I can't you can't even read it's in a foil wrapper yeah it's in a foil wrap with the in, in a plastic bag, thirty. In I a plastic. wonder. Oh, I'm just going to use Google Translate. I'll that just take a work. picture of it. That should work. <gasps> Ooh. I wonder if it'll give us like a really funny translation. Do you know how sometimes like yeah. the translations are all screwed up? Yeah. And it's good for a laugh. I wonder if it will. We'll have to do that and read it on the next podcast. Well, you can probably post <laughs> a photo of it because you can do a screen screen because it actually does. So yeah. now the it'll the Google Glasses stuff will actually do overlays on it. Freaks me out. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Well, and when we were buying formula for Bo, it, the instructions were in German. And so we did the same thing and sent it to your mom or babysitters yeah. and or whoever needed to make formula. So we found out there's two different tests. There's a urine test, just like you would buy for most people. But there's also a blood test. Mm-hmm. We opted to go with the urine test. Just because it was easy and we could buy it on Amazon and we didn't have to worry about drawing blood. So we'll see. 
Well, ho- yeah, well hopefully we'll, they were. We'll keep you posted. So I I'm Googled it today. <laughs> you, I'm going to try one. Can you imagine if you're pregnant? Oh, that'd be that'd awesome. That'd be weird. You'd have some explaining to do. Um, what was I going to say? Amazon. Oh, you have to wait 28 days. Yeah. I Googled it. You didn't translate it from the package? <clears throat> no, I, I Googled it. It kind of so sucks to have to wait. Well, when, when would the next heat be? August 30th. So We won't know. Mm-mm. We should try anyways just to see what happens. Sure. I mean, the pack of 30 wasn't that expensive. We can we can blow a few. Yeah. All right. Like family pregnancy tests. <laughs> you, me, and Ruby all peeing on pregnancy tests before. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Ruby. We're here for you. <laughs> we'll do no it ma- together. No matter what happens. So the other part of going away for the week was coming back to the jungle yeah. gardens. Like It kind of needed a trim before I left. <laughs> that was two podcasts ago. <laughs> Um, yeah, and we conveniently delivered the lawnmower to the girls, so we don't even have the lawnmower to go over it. So we need to put the the deck on the tractor and kind of do a buzz through with, with the tractor. With our, but, well, but you have to be, I don't think, yeah, like there's a, a couple of rows you're not going to be able to fit between. No, because there's the, plants the spilling The tomatoes are the... like, all the tomatoes have not, the, the trellising of the tomatoes has not survived. No, they broke their trellises. So we, that's tomorrow's job. We're going to have to set it aside some time to pull those guys back up so that we don't my concern now is that we're going to lose branches yeah. though but i don't know what's worse losing them to blight in the mud or breaking branches and having a sacrificial well i don't think we're going to get them up to hanging anymore but i think if we just use get those, them up out of the if ground we use those cane poles put them in the ground and kind of use them as a like a, a an angled trellis mm-hmm. i think we might really get something so they're at least up off the ground a bunch yeah so they don't just rot on the ground. Well, and we can trim the bottoms off a little bit to keep some airspace be- beneath them and stuff. So mm-hmm. I think there's, we've got a few options, but it's going to be a challenging wor- uh, a challenging job to. I hate the way tomato plants smell. Like I am not looking forward to doing that job and just reeking like tomato. Yeah. Blech. You know what my dad always told me was. Crush a tomato and you're in. You get an overripe tomato. The acid from the overripe tomato helps get all the green and smell off your hands. We also have some hornworms. So you've got a, a fun tool that we're going to yeah, so we'll try to go out to the garden after this. I heard this a while ago. Um, apparently, that a lot of insects but in general, but specifically both tobacco and tomato hornworms are apparently somewhat luminescent under black light. This is Hudson's new word. Luminescent? Bioluminescent. Bioluminescent. Um. So, yeah, we, uh, so I found my favorite light brand, the flashlight that I carry every day. What's um, it called? Olight. Hmm. Um, they make a, so I had the one that was a flashlight and a laser pointer, which I didn't much care for the laser pointer, but it's a great flashlight. They actually make the exact same model, but instead of a laser pointer is a UV light, which you do not want to walk around your house with because you see <laughs> all of this you should see our ch- the kitchen chairs the, the the high top chairs oh god with all of the food and crap from the kids oh, grounded to them they gross. are horrific they look like a murder scene from csi <clears throat> definitely don't look at your bed sheets and do not take it to a hotel room but <laughs> <laughs> the remote in a hotel <laughs> yeah. it's definitely been in somebody's butt gross but um yeah so basically just like you just go out to your tomatoes in when you know, when it gets dark out and shine the flashlight and you can, apparently you can pick them off pretty easy then. So we'll report back. Yeah. We're, we're going to go out because it, now it's 
Well, I mean, it's still, it's after nine o'clock, but yeah. it's getting darker so much earlier. Yeah. Like oh. we're losing daylight fast. A few minutes every day. You can and it's feel it happening. Like it's, yeah. it's dark in the morning when I go out to the gym. Yeah. It's dark at nighttime when I come in from the gym. Yeah. It's a uh, welcome to living up here. Yeah. This is one argument for not moving to Alberta. Mm, it's worth it. We'll just take the tanning bed. <laughs> <coughs> and put put uh, grow lights over top of our entire garden system. Although, uh, well, you don't need to because in the summer, this is this is a re- part of the reason why we grow, we can grow lots of vegetables and stuff this far north is because in the summer you get tons of daylight. Yeah, and they'll be closer to probably 16 or 20 hours, right? Yeah. They get a, they get a Maybe not another, 20. They'll probably get another hour, for, but depending on where you are. I mean, Alberta goes far north, so. <clears throat> Anyways. We got to spend some extra time with your dad's cousin, Fred, yep. which was really nice. He's visiting from Holland for a family wedding that happened last Saturday. We talked about the family wedding. We did, yeah. Um, and I, I think we talked a little bit about Fred yep. being here and they're gonna that they, they were going to come to the cottage. So Fred came up and it was so funny because we had run out of milk your parents came up on wednesday and we had gone up to the cottage on saturday and i only brought two liters of milk because that's, that's all we had that's all we had um and we so we asked your parents to stop by before they came up came up and they actually had your sister come by and bring us some more milk so when they got to the cottage and we're getting settled and pouring drinks and doing whatever your mom pours a cider i think your dad had a cider as well and Fred says, can I have some milk? Like he had been riding with the milk all the way up and it was all that he could think about. And when he got to the cottage, he didn't want a beer. He didn't want a glass of wine. He didn't want a cider. He wanted a glass of milk. And that was really sweet. Like that was, it, it was nostalgic for him, I think, because he was like, this is how we used to drink it when we were kids. And it was just, it was such a point of pride to be able to like, not only share that with him, but that he was like, he wanted it yeah. like he wanted to, to enjoy some so much so it was, it was really nice and mom so, stopped in the office today with him he says that milk's don't worry about that milk he said it's half gone already yeah he said to me yesterday because we i brought a jar over to your parents house. we went for a barbecue for fred because i figured you know he can have a little bit more before he goes he'd probably enjoy that and he says what if i don't drink it all i'm like well just leave it in the fridge well i mean we're going to check in on the house and you're you know and we'll We'll take it back. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But it sounds like he's going to take care of it yeah, before I he leaves. I, don't, so. I think we're going to be bringing home an empty jar. <laughs> Which is fine. I'm. Oh. That, that makes me so happy. And he works in um, like the greenhouse industry. So he has customers in Leamington and he built, um, I mean, you can probably speak to it a little bit better than I can, but. They built, do water containment. Yeah. So water containment for greenhouses specifically. And this job was one of the biggest he had ever done. And so when he, they were here this time, they went back to visit. And we were just kind of talking about like supply chain and f- food, like food production and how countries kind of have it a little bit backwards because this particular greenhouse that he went to visit is growing strawberries. <clears throat> for export. For export to the United <laughs> States. And it was just such a tough pill to swallow, especially, hold on, <clears throat> especially when you look at the food prices that we pay here in Ontario. And what, and we had just been to the grocery store in Lion's Head and a side by side of Ontario strawberries and California strawberries. So the Ontario strawberries were not a one pound clamshell container. It was a little bit less than that for eight ninety nine. 
maybe it was a quart, might have been a quart. Um, the California strawberries, a typical like one pound clamshell, was four ninety nine. So almost twice as much for almost half. Yeah, and so when you're looking at it from the point of view of a, a family, a, a parent trying to feed their family to feed their children. I mean, have you seen the way kids eat strawberries? Like, of course they're going to get the bigger container at a cheaper price. But then when you hear that we have this massive facility virtually in our backyard, certainly said, a lot closer like, to us than... It was like 40 or 60 acres of greenhouse. The one greenhouse was 75 acres. Yes. 75 acres, acres under, under glass. glass and lights. So when you think about strawberries at that scale... And then if we're having this conversation about reducing our carbon footprint and greenhouse gases, well, how much carbon does it cost to ship strawberries from California to Ontario when we're growing them literally in our backyard for export to the United States? And I mean, if everybody just went and put six plants in their backyard... Certainly, but that's, 12, I mean, that's, not, have that's not the point I'm trying no. to make. The point I'm trying to make is that we have these food systems in place, but I think our governments have hamstrung, hamstrung producers so much because Fred said these producers have invested so much money in their process that they have to have their crop sold before they plant it. And so if they can have a guarantee that a particular customer will buy the entire crop up front with, and, and make that commitment, they're going to front end load that commitment. Of course, they're wow. going to, to go with the sure thing because that's what pays the bills. And I get that. But why isn't, why, it, you know, if the government is sticking their hands in everyone's pockets, why aren't they doing something that actually looks like putting food on tables? I know the answer. It's a rhetorical question, <laughs> yeah. but it was just such a frustrating conversation, especially when like, I mean, we have the luxury. That was you. Yeah. <laughs> we have the luxury of being careful with our, our dollars to, to purchase a premium product like organic produce, like organic local, local grass fed when we can pastured when it's available like we have it, it it is a luxury it is a privilege to be able to do that but look at our girls for example they're not going to choose the 899 ontario strawberries they're just not and so then they're making a choice between health and dollars and i, I that's not an acceptable alternative for me but like the grocery bill is going up and up and up Families are going to to cut the corners where they can. And Ontario organic greenhouse berries are not it. That's not where that's not where families are going to spend their dollars. Nope. And it sucks. Yep. I mean, it's, uh, we got into the, like we were talking with Fred about it afterwards. And he said, like, that's the, the problem with a lot of that stuff is, is like the smaller stuff doesn't make good enough business sense to be able to approach a bank to get money for it unless mm -hmm. if it's pre-sold they can go and sell that 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 business 
to a lender and get yeah. it. I said, the look problem, at all like, of the contracts <clears throat> that we have fulfilled. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's like I said, this is the same thing with the quota system now. Like if you're the second generation, the next generation wanting to buy your parents' farm, that's going to cost you a couple million dollars by the time you buy the quota and the land and the herd and all of that stuff. Not feasible. You go to the bank and they're going like, yeah, but you're going to make five or 10% on it. And you're going to now pay five or 6% on a loan. They're going, you can't, you don't have any money left over to, to do anything like you won't have enough to feed you and pay the bank. So the bank just goes, no, we're not interested in it. Yeah. So this is how we've basically broken up all of the small family farms and it's turned into just big, big players. I think the other part of this conversation is how much work it is to do this at a small scale. Oh yeah. Like I think we are doing what most people aren't willing to do. Like even dip their toes in. No, I think there's been a lot of, a lot of people going like, how are you doing this? And our answer is, is always the same. It's like, I don't know. We just do. We just do. Like, because it's what, it's what we want to be doing. It's how we want to set our, our family up. Like, and I think it, it has to come from a place of desire and purpose. You can't just like, oh, I think we look- on a whim, decide that this is something that you want to do because A, it's. <laughs> It's a shit ton of work. It's a fucking lot of money. Yeah. Like, we're idiots. We spend so much money. Like, look, how much money did you spend on the watering system? That wasn't too bad. But, but dollar, dollar. More than a few hundred dollars. Right. So if, if your family is struggling to put food on the table, a few hundred dollars for a watering system for their chickens, they're, they're going to haul water in a bucket. Yeah. And that's a f- hell of a lot more work than... It, putting together an automatic watering well, system whole, for 30 chickens. The whole chicken coop setup and everything that we've got there was like more than a few thousand dollars. Right. And like, and the cow and the milk room yeah. and the milker and the hot water heater and the flooring, like <laughs> all of the stupid things that yep. we spend money on is, is we're doing it in a way that most people wouldn't. But beyond that, even if you could slap dash something together that would which, which is what a lot of homesteaders do. It, and which results in things being maybe a little bit more challenging, chores taking a little bit more time, you know, you would you would do it. If it was something that yep. you wanted and something that was an important goal for you, you would do it. But I think... I, well, the problem I think is we've been disconnected from where our food comes from. Like I said this a long time ago, you'll ask, ask a lot of kids and I pick on city kids as a, as a, like a broad derogatory somewhat derogatory term but i say like if you talk to a lot of city kids about where their food comes from like they like like milk comes from the grocery store in a bag mm. you know your, your, your chicken isn't chicken chicken is the thing that you buy off the shelf i still would like to believe that that isn't as much of a problem as you often illustrate it to be like i would like to believe that in this day and age children understand Parents are teaching their children where their food comes from. I was on a corporate trip with a 35-year-old guy from Miami. That There's your problem right there. He was from Florida. That's... <laughs> and we were literally taking a bus down a gravel road to go canoe, uh, like canoeing and kayaking. And he was asking what the 8-foot what the high plant outside the bus window was. He didn't know what corn was. <sighs> I, like... I I just don't know how is that possible? Like 
because they because read a book because it comes from the grocery store Watch a and show. nobody ever goes any into it any more than that because it's not because they don't talk about that on the bachelorette <laughs> it's sad but true you know you know where they do talk about it farming for love <laughs> <laughs> we watched about 45 seconds of that show and i was like i can't watch this you know what we did watch though grand tour yeah so funny somebody's been in a grand tour like she's like, you know you know we, so no, after clarkson's it's not, farm it's not it has nothing to do with grand tour it has nothing to do with the cars it has it's, it's three jeremy rich clarkson. it's three rich idiots doing dumb stuff it's jeremy clarkson to put a finer point on it yeah. like I, i'm not saying that i like that i have a crush on him or like he's just he's a character 100 percent. i really i find him very entertaining would and, you like to go to the coxwolds the Cotswolds? Um, no. You don't want to go visit? No, I don't want to wait in line to buy hot sauce. I mean, I like Jeremy Clarkson, but that's just go, not... Just get an email him and say, we'll volunteer on his farm for a while and see what happens. I don't think that that's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we get ourselves into some shit, yeah. but like... I think we could get ourselves into some shit there. <laughs> I'll, make, I'll milk his cow. I'll, I'll get the cow juice. Yeah. Well, he does. They don't do dairy. They get the, one of the neighbors doing dairy. Yeah, but they they sell it in the farm as cow juice. Um, The only other thing that was on my list was fishing. We did a lot of fishing. Like, we did more fishing in this past week. I wormed your hook for you. I think I have ever done fishing. Like, I don't, I have not cared about fishing much. We had fun sitting on the dock with the boys in the early morning, throwing lines into the water and... We, I actually bent the hook around on Bo's line. I, I put a little bait on it. like So that no little, one lost little, an eyeball. Cause and, he and, was... just like, and I would cast it for him and he would just reel it in. And I would cast it for him and reel it in. The first fish I caught was with his car's fishing pole. <laughs> <laughs> little sunfish. And by the end of the week, Hudson t- broke the tip off of his Ironman fishing pole. Mm. And he was devastated by that. But we, uh, I had a couple of the poles, and we actually had a lunch. We had fish for lunch. Well, mm-hmm. Fred caught lunch. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, Hudson ate a little bit of it and wasn't too. He ate the eyeball because mm-hmm. he loves eating the eyeball on fish for whatever reason. He ate quite a bit of fish too. He ate a bunch of the fish. Bo had a few bites of it. I ate probably a good side of it. Olivia had a bit. Yeah. Fred tried a, t- a mouthful. I didn't have any actually. Yeah. So the um, freshest fish you'll ever have. It caught was really at about, nice. Caught at about ten o'clock and and on the barbecue by noon. It was fun to um, just sit for a little while. Like we tried fishing out of the boat, but that didn't go quite as well because the the bay that we were on, the little inlet off of um, Stokes Bay was the the water came in fairly quick and it was very weedy. So we get hung up in the weeds a lot and snagged. And so just fishing off the dock, just, you know, boys are up super early in the morning, take them down to the water and throw lines in and just Bo just like casting and reeling casting and reeling and Hudson was getting pretty good at casting by the end of the weekend and when he had patience enough to actually sit and do it he would they did well there was lots of wildlife up there to see like I mean around that bay there was frogs and snakes and a fox Fox. yeah so the cottage that we stayed at was called fox and the bear um and part of that name is that there's a fox that lives on the property and we were lucky enough to see it on Saturday? Just for the, the, the day we moved in, I was unloading yeah. the trailer and it, I was yeah. actually getting ready to pull the trailer and park it over in like one of the other lots. And I was, I was standing on the, by the trailer looking up the driveway and you were like around the corner of the house. So you, and I was like, come, 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 
Yeah, and Han- Hannah was there. And well. you're like, what? What is it? What is it? I'm like, is it the fox? <laughs> <laughs> and it just kind of hung up for a second, stood yeah. up and kind of walked around for a second and then took off into the forest. It was kind of a neat thing. So you and Hannah and I got to see it, which was cool. We didn't spot it again for the rest of the weekend. As but much as Hudson tried. Yeah. We went to a really cool spot called Greg's Caves. That was yeah. pretty wild. We yeah. did some spelunking. So if you're going to, don't go to, uh, don't go to the grotto. Well, go to the grotto if you want to, yeah. but. But uh, if you're looking for the pro tip, you can't swim at Greg's Caves. There's no, there's no there's water no in them. They're higher up off of the, off of the water then. But they're, uh, if you're brave and small. And not claustrophobic. Yeah, you can get into some serious caves there because there was a few that like I shone the flashlight and I was like, yeah, I'm, nope, not, <laughs> nope, not <laughs> even. my worst nightmare. Not even close. So I have a reoccurring dream. I have several reoccurring dreams, but one of the reoccurring dreams that I have is that I'm being chased down a tunnel that it grows increasingly narrower. And I so can't. So you would say it shrinks? Um, It grows narrower? It's well, a weird. Like it. I understand what you mean. Yeah. Like as you progress, it gets narrower and narrower and I can't turn around and I can't go forward and there's people chasing me and it feels like I'm going to choke. Like, and so I kind of got that bit of feeling when we were in the, like. And Olivia crawled in the back of one of them. Yeah. If it was a big enough space that I could still see daylight behind me and no one was behind me, I was fine. But there was a couple of times where like. Someone came in behind me, like someone in our family, Maya was standing behind me or even one of the boys or you. And I was like, oh God, no. It's like this, this like panicky, heavy chested choking feeling that I'm like, "Mm -mm, I don't like that. Do you want to hear one of my other reoccurring dreams? I don't know. Do I? I don't know. Um, I have to go pee really bad. Don't ever pee in your dream. It's a trap. You will pee your bed. But in my dream, I have to go pee. And the only toilet that's available is in a public space, like completely open, no stall, no doors, just like, so imagine like a toilet in the middle of Masonville Mall, but that's your only option. Like you have to pee. That's I mean, my, I'll be honest. That's my dream. I would, I would just pee like whatevs. I think it's different for guys. Yeah. Like it's a little bit more um, vulnerable to take your pants down yeah, having to your to, ankles. Having to drop troweling. Heaven forbid you're wearing a jumper <laughs> and you have to completely disrobe to well, go. Well, that's pee. your new nightmare, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is now. When I hear people talk about some of these types of dreams, I'm kind of glad sometimes that I don't have dreams. Mm-hmm. The other dream that I have, and this is how I know that I'm really overwhelmed and overworked. I haven't had this one in a while, thankfully. But like... I have a task that needs to be done and my team of coworkers depends on me to f- complete my task so that they can carry on with the project the or project. whatever that yeah. they have to do, but I have to complete my task, but I don't know what my task is. It's like, it's like a dumb game show. It's like amazing race for job. And I just don't know what I'm supposed to do, I, but I know that I'm letting my team down. And it's like, it's the most frustrating dream because I can't grasp it. Like I can't. See, I can remember having the typical, like when I was like 20-ish, having the like, one of the, uh, one that I can remember. I, I, it, I, I mean, we've been together 10 plus years now and I don't know, how many dreams have I told you about? Like literally a handful. So sometimes you'll wake up in the morning and be like, oh, I had a dream. 
don't remember what it is, but I know that I have a feeling. I I can feel that I had a dream. It what's and actually that what 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 I what usually what that feels like is like when you f- watch the fog burn off. Mm-hmm. It's like the fog is the dream, and I, like it's as I wake up, it's like, oh. like and you kind of like see it like just leave. float away. And that's when I'm like, oh, I had a dream. Um, one one of them, the reoccurring like nightmare ish dreams that I had when I was younger that I can remember was um it's well the like the reoccurring like whatever is um going to school like near the beginning of the year and I've lost my timetable and I don't know what classroom I'm supposed to be. Mm. It's so that I feeling also went of to, being I, I ill-prepared, also went to, right? I also went to the day one, day two, so it wasn't the same all the time. Mm. So that kind of like that and not remembering the code for my locker. Mm. Which I'll be honest with you, still when I have a like a combination lock, I'm like, what if I forget the code? Mm. So yeah. bolt cutters. Yeah. The janitor always had bolt cutters. I also knew the one or two kids in the school that had bolt cutters, but you know, <laughs> cause I went to that school. <laughs> Suspicious. Um, so I have like, I have to be careful with taking magnesium yeah. because if I take magnesium for a prolonged amount of time, I have vivid, violent dreams and I sleepwalk. Which is dangerous. Recipe for danger. <laughs> and I think the boys have that. Err, sorry, boys. <laughs> I think they got that from Bo, especially. Bo, Bo dreams. Yeah, Bo definitely dreams. Like, was it last night that he was mm-hmm. freaking out? Like early last night. Yeah, I, it was not ten o'clock. Yeah. Um, I thought it was Hudson, so I went into Hudson's room, and I was rubbing his back, and he was sound asleep. So I was like, oh, is he just like really in a dream? And then I heard you in Bo's room. So I was like, oh, it was Bo. So I just went to the bathroom. And he was sitting in the middle of his bed. <laughs> Poor guy. Mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than behind the chair in the closet. So he's also being like very particular about the bottle that he drinks from at nighttime. Like he will refuse to drink out of the bottle if the nipple isn't the exact flow that he would like it to be like and he chews on them yeah but not only so we bought a new package of nipples because they wear out and he tears them and whatever so we bought a new package of silicone nipples and they're low flow like infant baby ones and so he's frustrated because the milk isn't coming out so that's why i came over to hudson's room and got your knife to like just pop a little bit more of a hole in it he refused to drink it he was like, no milk. Okay. Jerk. Like, what now what? So now I've poked holes in two of the brand new nipples that he won't drink out of. You need to get the higher flow nipples now. And that's, sh- that's, they're not easy to get a hold of. No, they're not. And we use stainless steel bottles for him because he's a savage and throws his bottle. And we have tile floors. We learned this lesson when we renovated our kitchen and we had our Um, kitchen out on the porch he would chuck his bottle and it would smash all over the floor and we were constantly cleaning up glass and i mean you can imagine seven people on a porch there's glass everywhere like it's just it was so dumb and so we just started using these stainless steel bottles to like a pretty decent investment like they're 20 or 30 dollars a a piece they are and every one of them is ding to crap they don't <sighs> sit you can't set them down no because the, the, the bottom is dished because yeah. he's dropped them so many times so i don't know what to do with have that kids kid. they said 
I'm tired. Anything else on the list? Um, nope. That's it. Oh, yes. Um, your hat. My hat. Oh, the current yeah. hat. I was yeah. I was going to mention that too. So um, it's our, our our fake sponsor. Yeah, we uh, got connected. Well, I got connected with um, Julie Rains from Sewing Tomorrow um, at a Kid Carson event last fall, and it was just complete fate that she ended up sitting down at our table because Jen and I were late. We ended up getting a table at the back of the the conference hall, and Julie kind of zipped in shortly after us and said oh is anybody sitting here and sat with us and then when it was a break time and we were kind of chatting about where we were from we said London she's like oh I live near London I was like well I live near London too I don't live in London but when you're you know in Toronto or whatever and you just tell people that you're from London so that they know you don't expect people to know Strathroy or you know smaller communities So she told me what road she lives on. And I was like, that is literally two kilometers from my house. Like, so it was just kind of fun to get to know her. And then she came for a tour at the farm and she's been listening to the podcast. And she has this um, great company called Sew Reap. No, no. Sewing Tomorrow. tomorrow. Um, That's her her Instagram handle as well. Yeah, Sewing Tomorrow. Um, and she has some cool hats with some great graphics. So we put in an she order dropped, for her. She dropped one off on her way on, while we were gone. And with I'm her, currently sporting. So reap, a, repeat. A blue on blue, so reap, repeat. And she sent a really nice handwritten note. And I appreciate a handwritten card or note when you when you support a local business. That's kind of just a sweet little touch. I like that. So... She gave us, so I got this one and there's another, I like, like, the, a, like the a, other one, the, the trucker style one. with the, it's got a, a, a chicken, two chicks and a rooster. Mm-hmm. And I it's like that. just simple, plain thing. She's got, I, I think too much selection. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's hard to choose. Yeah. I was like, I went through them. I was like, cause well, she actually, when she was here was wearing uh, a different version of what I'm wearing, but same, mm-hmm. same, same basic layout and everything. She was wearing, I think the black, was black on black, black or and, white on black or I think it was gold black on, and gold, actually. gold on black. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I wanted the blue on blue. So it's got a, like a, a lighter blue on a pretty vibrant blue. It's almost the gym blue, eh? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I went to the website, was kind of looking through them and I was like, uh, you've got way too many. Yeah. It's like, I want all of them, but I'm, we'll be in trouble. You have quite enough hats, sir. I have, I'm a hat person. Yeah. I just keep like <laughs> disappearing them down into a bin downstairs and they'll be, I have legit two, like four, those what, like forty-five liter Rubbermaid. Mm-hmm. I think there's two completely packed full. Yeah, tell me again how you're not a hoarder. I never said that. <laughs> I think that's how we end it. The, the podcast, <laughs> not. The... <laughs> Are we breaking up? <laughs> Maybe over my hats. Not just the hats. The obscene amount of shit that you own i collect a lot of things you sure do <laughs> you sure do this is the minimalist and the hoarder i like to i like to, i have minimalist tendencies every once in a while it's just as long as you don't look in my basement <laughs> you like to just push everything down into the basement you're not going to throw that table out are you that was my grandfather's i do have a lot of my grandparents stuff you do and you have a sentimental attachment to those That's things thing. yeah all right so if you're looking for new headwear <laughs> you're just gonna out. circle back go check them out you're gonna change the subject uh it's, it's actually sewingtomorrow.com it's buymorehats.com yeah and eventually we'll have chasing life hats <laughs> oh, that'd be i was fun. trying to come up with a brand hmm. 
like if we're gonna do a logo, I want it to look like a brand. Like I would like to have a like a like a big logo, but I would also like to have like a like a cattle brand. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of things. Mm-hmm. You're always thinking of things. Okay, always thinking. let's wrap. I'm All tired. right, folks, let's we're gonna wrap. we're gonna go. We're gonna go look for if it's worms. not raining. We're gonna go look for t- t- tomato hornworms. So. That's true. Maybe we'll see some photos later, folks. <laughs>